This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, hello and welcome to the program. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few moments, John Carlson and David Mader will be along with their first Vancouver Market Real Estate update of this new year and lots more on the 1% Realty Story. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. For those of us who can afford it, this is peak vacation season. And this week, we learned that a very popular destination for Canadians, Montego Bay in Jamaica, is now the subject of a government advisory. Travel Canada is now telling us going to Jamaica, especially a place called St. James Parish, the part of the island where Montego Bay is located, if you're going, well, is stay in the resort you're going to because of a spike in violent crime recently, which has included the Jamaican government declaring a state of emergency and sending in the army. The advisory also includes warnings about local companies to deal with in terms of traveling around. So when both your government and the local start talking about extreme risk to personal safety and security... Well, perhaps it's time to consider other options. And what a nasty bit of business this is when it's the dream holiday you've been working on for years. Still, though, not worth the risk. From where I'm sitting, check out other options. There are many. News this week, Canada is facing an EpiPen shortage. Pfizer, the makers of EpiPen, says there's a a shortage of the 0.3 adult size of the emergency treatment pen. It's because of a manufacturing problem. There are still plenty of the half-dose EpiPen juniors for children, though. Pfizer says the shortfall will be resolved by early March. A better supply will be available in a few weeks, but it will be carefully managed, and pharmacists are being asked to be cautious when filling prescriptions, there are no alternatives to the EpiPen available here in Canada. Here's a quote from Pfizer. At this time, there's a limited supply of auto-injectors at wholesaler, distributors, and at pharmacies. While we're working with our distributors to avoid long-term supply shortages at the store level, we expected a period of between two to four weeks of no inventory. The people at Health Canada are telling anyone who has an anaphylactic reaction to use even an expired EpiPen in the event of an emergency and immediately call 911. Well, it was only a couple of months ago we all got pretty excited about the possibility of Metro Vancouver becoming the new second headquarters of Amazon. Why? Well, $5 billion over 10 years invested into the city was just the beginning. Obviously, lots of other cities got just as excited as we did, 238 of them to be precise. This week, Amazon announced its shortlist of the top 20 cities, and only one Canadian town made the cut, and Toronto is still alive in the race to score all that investment loot along with Miami, Chicago, Atlanta, and a host of big U.S. cities. Boston even offered up $75 million for affordable housing for Amazon employees. Tax breaks were obviously another factor, and in Toronto's case, a personal letter from Prime Minister Trudeau to Amazon boss Jeff Bezos certainly didn't hurt either. Now, to be fair, Trudeau extolled the virtues of bringing Amazon to Canada, not just Toronto, talking about our advantages. Next step, determining the big winner, and that'll happen later this year. And Apple quietly announced this week that it, too, is looking for another major expansion. However, Apple will not conduct as public a process as Amazon and has just gone through. 
And as the legalization of marijuana slowly approaches, more Canadian retailers are solidifying their positions in the marketplace. Case in point, Shoppers Drug Mart, who this week signed a third distribution deal with a major producer to dispense medical marijuana. This week, Shoppers in BC's Tilray, Canada, inked a deal for medical cannabis, which Tilray says will likely be sold online because the restrictions and regulations uh, deal with medical cannabis in retail pharmacies on a very limited basis. Shoppers Drug Mart's deal with Tilray is actually the third deal it signed with companies that include MedRelief and Afria. Shoppers' parent company Loblaws applied for medical cannabis distribution license in the fall of 2016. And if you're a fan of live music, you probably already know this. But BC Place just had a major league year in the concert business. Polestar, the music business publication, has just released its numbers from last year. And they say BC Place, right here in downtown Vancouver, number nine in North America and number one in Canada for ticket sales in the category of outdoor stadiums and festival sites. On a global scale, BC Place was number 27 in the world world, beating out Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles and CenturyLink Field down in Seattle. Number one, the Foro Sol in Mexico City. The biggest shows have put BC Place on the top lists last year, U2, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, and Coldplay, which coincidentally were also the top-selling tours of 2017. Those are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. We'll have a look at some more later on, and we'll have a steal report for you as well. Up next, the pros from 1% Realty and their first Vancouver real estate market update for this new year. Stay with us. This is Vancouver Consumer on 980 CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer here on 980 CKNW. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Carlson, Personal Real Estate Corporation, and David Mader, Personal Real Estate Corporation, the two guys from 1% Realty, our first opportunity to cross paths in 2018. A belated Happy New Year, and welcome back, guys. Thanks, Sterling. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Sterling. Thanks very much. Well, it's uh, as promised, it's time for our first Vancouver Market Real Estate Update for this New Year's. We're 20 days into 2018. A few interesting changes that we'll talk about in a few minutes for this new year. But Dave, how about a look back at 2017? How about a recap of 2017 in Metro Vancouver? Sure. Well, 2017 was a very busy year. Uh, no question about it. You know, last year when we were doing these shows, we were talking about how the story um, seemed to revolve around affordability. Sure. Of course, we all know that living in the lower mainland area. And um, that's that's really uh, the, the big story for 2017. Um, properties that were affordable, they sold well, they drove the market. Condos, townhomes, uh, they accounted for a really large percentage of uh, sales for 2017. Overall, sales for 2017 in the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver area were down from 2016. They returned to more historically normal levels. Um, That all said, the number of listings were also down. So um, the volume of selection for buyers was less. That that meant that we still had... um, uh, competition in certain segments of the market sure, and that yeah. resulted even with a lower level of sales lower volume of sales that still resulted in increasing prices um, so condos for instance all, up almost 26% year over year uh, in uh, the real estate board area 
Uh, townhomes, 18%. Detached, again, that was a more balanced market mm-hmm. um, because, you know, we're talking a million, two million dollars for the average detached property. Um, so detached properties, they went up about, about 8% or so. Um, you know, another story is the um, Fraser Valley Real Estate Board. Um, Fraser Valley Real Estate Board, it was kind of the same trend. Again, condos, townhomes really drove the market. But condos, if you can believe it, were up almost, uh, actually just over 40%. Uh, in 2017. Condo prices? Condo prices. Year over yeah. year, year in the Fraser Valley. Just massive. That's that's a huge story right there. And of course, John, you cover the Fraser Valley, everything from Horseshoe Bay to Chilliwack, for crying out loud. Pretty much, yeah. We work Greater Vancouver and Fraser Valley pretty extensively, yes. So prices have gone up across the board significantly in the, in the case of condos, though, as Dave has just outlined, whether it's in the Metro Vancouver or in the Fraser Valley. And this, is that simply, guys, because they're more affordable? They're the most affordable component of the housing market? I think so. That's a big part of it, obviously. I, you know, the way sometimes I see uh, the de- demographics of buyers, it's, it's like uh, cattle grazing. We go to a pasture that we can afford to buy in, and when that dries up further west, people tend to move a little bit further east to get into an affordable range. Either that, or maybe they change their expectations and decide to go for a townhouse instead of a detached property. Sure. And I think those are the, some of the key things that have driven up both the attached markets and the markets in the Fraser Valley. Okay. And, and just to add on to that, you know, one of the really common things that we saw, we continued to see in 2017, uh, were multiple offers in condos and townhomes. Of course, just yeah. Just being very commonplace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing about multiple offers, you know, people get into this, uh, sometimes a bidding war, and, and you get into that mentality where sometimes you just pay whatever you got to pay because you just lost out on four or five or six other deals. Right. And so that really has a way of pushing prices up even higher than maybe the market. Don't they call that FOMO, fear of missing out? Uh, I think that might be. Ah, okay. I think that might be. And, and along those lines, I just want to give a quick shout out to Aaron and say congratulations. We just sold, uh, just got conditions removed this past week on a uh, three bedroom townhouse in Port Coquitlam. And I had a list of about seven or eight other agents calling me prior to subject removal. Hey, is this thing going to go together? If not, my people are interested. Okay. To me, that says there's a lack of good inventory. So if you are a seller, a potential seller, somebody who owns a townhouse or a condo, maybe in Port Coquitlam or any of these other areas, you're thinking of selling, you might find the market's quite hot for you right now. So feel free to give us a call at 604-265-8280. And there is just one other uh, item, if I, if you don't mind my interjecting, this because these modest guests in my studio will not not go there uh, by themselves. So l- allow me to include uh, one of the findings of the Greater Vancouver Real Estate Board at the end of every year is who did what in the real estate in- industry in our city. And as they have all of these awards that they hand out to realtors in our area. And I'm delighted to report that uh, once again, John Carlson and David Mater from 1% Realty are in the 1%, the top 1% of all realtors in Greater Vancouver, the President's Club Award. Once again, to both of you, Congratulations, guys. You needed me to say this because neither one of you would have, and you're hardworking guys and you deserve it. So well done. Thanks. I might have said it, but thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, John, John might have said it. But, uh, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Well, no, not at all, because that's, and you're talking about selling homes. And when you want, it, when you want to sell your home, and there are a lot of people, I suspect, David, who have been talking, you know, we've been hearing about the stress test, and we've just had another interest rate increase. The, the, the tide is changing. There are circumstances. It's it, 
change is the only constant. And some people have been just kind of hanging on, John, through all of this going, well, let's just see what this brings and let's, and let's wait till the next move comes along. And so the, the waiting and the waiting. And as you say, some people now, the, the circumstances for some are just super hot right now. Well, they have been. And the year last year finished off very strongly in some of the markets Dave was talking about. Um, yeah, well, and and this is it, right? It's, I think it's maybe a little bit too early in 2018 to say for sure exactly how the year is going to turn out. Of course, right? It, it is, and and uh, that all remains to be seen. That all said, I mean, just from talking um, from uh, how we've seen things play out over the last couple of weeks, you know, um, John, I'm sure you'll you'll agree with me here. You know, typically uh, you have Christmas and then New Year's, and then it really doesn't pick up for a couple of weeks at least. You know, usually right. end uh, January. A bit quiet. Yeah, yep. yeah, but I. I found that January 2nd rolled around and the phones just started ringing. And uh, I think that might just be due to the fact there's a lot of demand out there. There's yep. a lot of demand for people. They, they got to live somewhere and we're in an area that's really uh, hot and people are moving here from all over the world. And um, so what we've seen so far, at least, and this all remains to be seen how it's going to play out the rest of the year, but we've seen, uh, we've seen a lot of listings come out. Uh, I know buyers are out there. We're getting calls from buyers uh, this past uh, couple of weeks. They, I think I wrote about five deals. Um, which is a pretty good start to the year. Um, I would think so, especially in the in the so-called quiet days of January. Yeah, well, well I wasn't, a great wasn't quite start expecting then. it. Yeah, yeah, but but you know certainly what you mentioned, you touched on you know uh, rising interest rates. Right, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see how that plays out. Uh, stress test, mortgage stress test. You know, analysts say that'll take about ten percent of the market out, ten percent of the buyers out of the market. And you know, some analysts will say that uh, that means that volumes of sales are likely to be down Canada wide. Right, right. But um, that all said, you know, some of these same analysts are saying, well, there's still such a demand for housing, we're still going to see price increases. So uh, you know, I think that's pro- that's probably likely, but we'll see. Well, it's interesting because, you know, Dave, you're saying as long as the demand remains as high as it typically is here in Vancouver, John, prices are going to remain high. And yet the the, the other side of that coin, as people struggle to come to terms with these stress test changes, some people are going, well, if there's less money available to be borrowed market wide, won't that ultimately mean that prices are going to have to come down? People just aren't going to have the coin to flash around that they did a year ago. Yes, that's a measure to reduce the pressure that puts prices up. So the resilient, the, the market in Greater Vancouver has been pretty resilient, mm-hmm. and uh, it might just continue to chug on, but at least it, it might take a little bit of the steam out. And I, I think overall, it's probably a very good idea to start to try to moderate this market a little bit and, and restrict some of the more uh, uh, at-risk buyers. Right. Okay. And it's interesting. We talk, there's much talk uh, over the Christmas holidays, I'm sure, especially in your profession, uh, regarding the foreign buyers uh, scenario and all the rest of it. Well, the premier's off to Asia in a couple of days and says, no, we're not going to close the door. And that's probably a smart move. So the demand in the lower mainland and the Fraser Valley, Dave, is likely to remain for 2018 as constant and as high as it was for 2017. Is that a reasonable projection to make 20 days into the new year? Well, I guess just because you make it uh, harder for people to buy properties or to move into properties doesn't mean that they... Uh, don't still have to live somewhere, right? Exactly. Right? Right. So, so you some know, things I, never change. This is it, right? So, you know, the same—at least the way I'm thinking—the same factors that are driving that demand are there, regardless of whether or not it's it's more difficult. You put more roadblocks in place. So, you know, it's that supply and demand. Demand is high. Supply has been moderating over the last year or so. So, I think we're going to see a very strong year. 
Right. Yep. And John, you were talking earlier about condos and, and the fact that, the, I mean, you, it's a forest of cranes. You can't look in any direction anywhere in Metro Vancouver and not see some evidence of construction and usually plenty of evidence of construction. Are these condo buildings that are going up Metro Vancouver wide, are they all pre-sold? Are they, is that how it works these days? It really has been the trend. And uh, yeah, the new product's getting snapped up pretty quickly, all kinds of places. In fact, I think, Dave, we were talking yeah. about a client looking in Chilliwack uh, for townhomes and condominiums. And there were some pre-sale units there. And if I'm not mistaken, Dave, a lot of those were sold. They were, they were sold out. I talked to the listing agent there the other day, and uh, they were sold out uh, for pre-sales in Chilliwack until it was mid to late 2019. I think. That's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is quite something. And is, is, is Chilliwack specifically, do you think, because and the pre-sale volume that high in that part of the lower mainland, Dave, because people are recognizing that maybe we'll have to move from Kitsilano to Chilliwack if we want to go from renting to buying. And maybe that's the important first step that we're going to have to just take. Yes, yes, I think so. Yeah, people are moving further out east because it's affordable. It's it's starting to become a little bit less affordable in Chilliwack now with still multiple offers being present and so on. But um, no question, their dollar still stretches further out there. Interesting. I'm just looking at some of the uh, savewithjohnanddave.com, by the way, friends, is the excellent website that our two guests run from 1% Realty. And uh, the website is, is very informative and very useful. And we'll talk about some numbers a little later on. But just talking about experience and you two again, recipients of the President's Club Awards, top 1% realtors for 2017. This is really current stuff. These guys are on the ball. They're in the trenches every day, and they're already doing deals days into the new year. And I'm talking about the strategies and the experience that you can count on. And some of the things that you identify on the website include this whole business of the multiple offers. I'm coming back to that, Dave, because sometimes that is indeed a, a, a worthy strategy. Other times, maybe not so much. And it's, it, it's a case-by-case scenario, isn't it, John? You, you have to take each seller and, and their circumstances, and there's not a one-size-fits-all ever, is there? Well said. That's right. I mean, if, if a, a, a client's looking to sell a property, we talk about market value, we talk about strategy, we talk about timing, and come up with a plan that makes sense to them. Some people want to sell quick. Right. They found a place. They're at risk of losing it. Maybe they want a different strategy than someone who still wants to sell but doesn't know exactly where they're going to go from here. So you're right. Every situation's a little bit different. And Dave and I, I mean, how many years do we have now, Dave, between us? Somewhere close to 35 years experience. I think so. And uh, over a thousand sales. And we just take each one one at a time. Right. And, and the negotiating skills that are that are acquired through those accumulated years of experience, I mean, especially if you're new to the game, Dave, I mean, it's, it, it's terribly complex if you're not accustomed to it, and you really do need some help. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, this is uh, the type of business where if you haven't, you know, um, if, if, you, if you've not been in the situation before, you're not really entirely sure what to expect. And I guess like with John and I, we, we've been doing this for so long. Um, say we've have, you know, over a thousand deals done career uh, lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we've seen almost as much as uh, you, you really can see in a given career. Um, and the thing is, when someone hires an agent with a lot of experience, you know, having that agent alongside of you to advise uh, the client 
um, to do what we would do in that situation. If we were selling our own property, mm-hmm. I think that's really invaluable. Right? And we'll talk about not only having the experience of these top 1% realtors in your back pocket, but how much you can save in the process when you work with 1% Realty. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Lots more ahead right after the news. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox. In studio with me, John Carlson and David Mader from 1% Realty as we continue our first look at real estate in Metro Vancouver uh, for 2018. Uh, 1% Realty, of course, the name says it all, doesn't it, John? It's all about commission structures. And uh, when you've worked with other companies, which uh, uh, charge a, a, a typically acceptable higher rate, uh, the 7% on the first, uh, what is the first 100000 thousand yeah. and two and a half on the balance that's that's a, a generally accepted uh, commission well, schedule around vancouver it's common it's yeah, common right the commission rates may vary but that is very common right yes. and one percent of course the name says it all so right. tell us about it well you know dave and i uh we we do a good job we do a lot of business we're experienced agents but we also give people what i think is the best value when it comes to selling your house in greater vancouver the fraser valley our commission structure is much less than most of our competition in fact dave and i we haven't counted but well over 100 homes sold this past year and our average client saved about ten thousand dollars compared to what other agents were quoting them so yeah go to our website save with john and dave there's a lot of information there but i can tell you if you're thinking of selling your home you want good agents working for you giving you good representation you don't have to pay a big commission call dave and i we can come and talk to you and see you show you how we can do the full service job for you and save you probably statistically speaking anyways ten thousand dollars well dave you know i i suppose with that in mind uh because you charge less than other competitive realtors in the marketplace do you have kind of an antagonistic relationship with these people in other words if i want to list with you people to get my home sold are are other competitors who charge more going to want to deal with your properties in an open marketplace Mm. and that's actually the most frequently asked question that we get bar none yeah um and of course that's natural right because everybody loves the idea of saving money in commissions of course nobody wants to go and spend 20 or 30 or 40 grand out there nobody does no but right people uh get a little concerned they say well if you're offering if you're if you're charging us less money in commissions and you're offering therefore less to the buyer's agent will other agents still show our properties won't they won't they just go down the street and show the neighbor's property and sell that property instead Okay, so the answer is, will they show our properties? Absolutely, no question. It's a guarantee we get lots of showings uh, from agents, from all sorts of different brokerages, everywhere we list. Okay. Um, Here's an an important stat to contemplate. So roughly 80% of our listings, or so, give or take, uh, depending on the year, are sold by agents from other brokerages bringing their buyers annually. Um, and that's roughly the same stat, kind of regardless of who you list with, give or take. Um, so somewhere around 80% of all MLS listings are sold involving two agents, one representing the buyer, one representing the seller sure. from different brokerages. Okay. And the reason we would kind of harp on that is just to say, sure, we're, we're charging less commission, we're offering less commission to the buyer's agent, but in the end, approximately the same proportion of our listings are sold by outside agents as all the other guys out there. So sure, we're charging less, but in the end, it doesn't matter because agents are still showing our properties. And why is that? Because buyers want to see them. Absolutely. Right. And, and bottom line is it's 
the, the buyer's in the driver's seat with the whole transaction, right? Remember, the agent is just the middleman, right? Uh, the agent's just there to facilitate, to, to be a fiduciary. They're sure. supposed to look out for their client. They're not the ones that make the decisions as to what properties the clients are going to view and then purchase, right? It's the buyer. The reality is, you know, it's a totally different market today than it was 20 years ago. Buyers have as much access to information as their agents out there. And so if they want to see a property, if they're looking for a property, um, they're going to see ours advertised along with all the other listings out there, right? MLS, of course, we advert- We do all the same advertising, right? Sure. So yeah. full MLS and realtor.ca and professional photography and digital photos and you name it, right? And so our, adver- our listings are advertised everywhere. All the other listings are advertised. Someone wants to see it, they're going to go through it. If they like it better than the neighbor's, well, you can bet they're going to make an offer. Now, if, of course, if they like the neighbors better than yours, well, they may make an offer on the neighbors. Sure. But, but you know, you put yourself in the, in the shoes of that buyer. Where does the commission offered to the buyer's agent come into your decision to buy a property? Not at all, I would think. I, I think I think you're you're exactly right. You're, you're like everybody else out there. Sure. Nobody cares, generally speaking. People just want to buy the house that's on the right street, you know, close to the right park and the schools and has the right square footage and has the hardwood flooring. That's what people care about. People don't care, generally, about how much commission is involved in the transactions. That's why our listings sell just like everybody else's because, hey, that's what buyers care about. Well, let's, uh, let's, we, we, we're, we're fortunate on the program today. We've, we've got some, some testimonials, a few comments from clients of both John and Dave and 1% Realty. And uh, so we're going to s- sprinkle those into the conversation. And let's begin with Andre, who's here to talk about having worked with Dave. Well, he's very professional and uh, he's done, uh, like he's, he's been a real estate agent for quite some time, so you can feel he's uh, very professional and uh, he can help people with uh, selling or buying the house. Like and uh, they they make like he makes you feel at ease like you don't have any questions or whatnot like uh, you know what he's doing and he follows up and uh, yeah you get a very good feeling from dealing with him. And that was Andre, uh, one of Dave's clients. Uh, how recently did you uh, help Andre uh, with his uh, real estate issues, Dave? Sure. Uh, so uh, we helped them out uh, late last year. Okay. And uh, we helped them uh, sell a, a condo in the Tri-Cities area, and uh, they moved into uh, another property in that same area. And, um, yeah, I think the transaction went really nicely, very smooth. Um, you know, he mentioned that, um, you know, we try to answer all the questions, and I think that's a really important part of our job. You want to make sure that folks that are not used to actually buying and selling properties, this is something you do after all a few times in your entire life. Exactly. Um, you're walking them through the entire process to make sure that they're fully informed right from the beginning to end because you want them to be comfortable. This is a massive investment mm-hmm. and it's, it's you know, again, probably the biggest financial investment they ever have. So that, that's a huge part of our job. I'm, I'm glad he was, he was happy. Absolutely. And John, you know, as I said with, with Dave earlier, I mean, this is, and Dave just said it again, it's not something that uh, typically we do more than maybe a couple, maybe a half a dozen times in a lifetime, you do this every day of the week, but the the process the is quite intricate in buying and selling houses. It's not as as simple as it may appear to be on the surface. Name your price, cut me a check, we're done. See ya. It's just never that easy. No, there's there is a little bit to it, and Dave's absolutely right. The, the client is in control, a hundred percent. It's the client's home, the client's money, the client's future. Uh, but Dave and I try to be the best advisors we can and put our experience to good use, and uh, you know, try to lay out a good plan for a seller. To, to follow. And so, um, yeah, it's good to hear that the clients are happy with us. Well, here's, here's one of John's clients right now, as a matter of fact. Let's hear from Jacqueline next. There's 
amongst other realtors and other, like, homeowners that we've met um, telling us that you wouldn't get the same service or other realtors would be hesitant to show your home um, based on them being 1%. But that's not what we experienced at all in this day and age. As a client, you have access to so much more information when looking for homes. And John has all the exact same um, tools in his toolbox that the other realtors have, and we definitely saved money um, every time we sold our every time we sold a home. We definitely saved money. Well, there's a satisfied customer with child in tow as she talked about your work with her, and and she raised a point that uh, we talked about other agents showing your homes. Jacqueline also talked about the full service nature of one percent realty, John, because cynics would say, "Well, if I'm paying less, I'm probably getting less." Jacqueline says, "Actually, that's not true." I'm glad she she brought that up. So thank you, Jacqueline, and congratulations to you and Ryan and your three beautiful girls. I think we heard one of them in the background. Indeed, there. we did. Yeah, uh, and I think Jacqueline would be in a good position to know. I've worked with Jacqueline and Ryan. This is their fifth time they bought and sold with me. They're fantastic clients, among the best clients I've had in a long time. So I work, I always wish them well. I've always done my best for them, and it's nice to hear that they're happy. But but you know, to to add to what Jacqueline was saying, Dave and I are experienced agents. We don't cut corners. We do everything the other agents do. I think we do a lot more in some cases. And we just want to make our clients happy, make them cheerleaders to let other people know that you can sell your home for a great price, get great agents to work for you, and save significant money over what most of the competition is doing. So thank you very much, Jacqueline, for that good word. Savewithjohnanddave.com is the website that these two gentlemen operate for 1% Realty, an excellent, helpful website. And, and Dave, the, the charts are right there on, on the home page in terms of there's a grid that says uh, just as plain as the nose on your face how much money you can save. Jacqueline just point blank said, I saved a lot of money. And it's it's just, it's all about one percent realty and the name literally says it all and the numbers are there for all to see sure yeah i guess maybe just to fill in the blanks for anybody who's listening uh, to us who's not heard us before um the way our fee structure works is uh we charge a flat fee of 79.50 to sell anything up to seven hundred thousand dollars uh and then one percent plus 950 to sell uh anything over seven hundred thousand dollars so you know for say for instance how, how does that compare a six hundred thousand dollar property our commission 79.50 uh most other brokerage again there, there's no set rate but it's seven and two and a half yeah. is really common right so a six hundred thousand dollar property is closer about 19.5 or so something like that mm-hmm. so you're saving about eleven or twelve thousand dollars yes um which is obviously substantial as well over half uh, and uh, you know that million dollar property at seven and two and a half with you know most other brokerages, I guess uh, that'd be around thirty grand commission. Just a touch under thirty, you're right. right. Uh, with us, you're looking around eleven, so it's a nineteen thousand dollars savings, and you always have to add taxes to that. So uh, savings are absolutely substantial. And like John has already mentioned, uh, and like Jacqueline uh, mentioned in her testimonial, you know the services that we provide are essentially identical, and in some cases maybe even a little bit. Uh, more comprehensive than many other agents would uh, provide agents who would charge a lot more than we do. And the savings, John, significant that they are always so helpful at moving time because I don't know about your experience. You've got a lot more than I have. But every time I've moved, I've discovered to my dismay, it always costs a heck of a lot more than I'd reckoned on. Oh, the moving process is expensive. It can be. And especially, you know, if you're buying again. And I've had clients, you know, of mine, uh, you know, when when offer time presentations say, you know, we don't want to be greedy and nobody. uh, But on the other hand, if you're selling, you really need to maximize 
the amount of money you're putting in your pocket because if you're buying again, yeah. you're going to be spending a significant amount of money. So, you know, they say you make your money when you buy. And it's why it's true. If you buy a property at the right time and the right price, you will make money. But you can also put a lot of money in your pocket when it comes time to sell if you pick the right agents. Not only do Dave and I offer a commission rate that's significantly better than a lot of our competition, but I really believe that Dave and I have the experience and the systems in place to do a fantastic job. And, and, you know, maybe the fact that we're President's Club and the top 1% might suggest this, but I think we do a bang-up job. I think we do a fantastic job, and a good negotiator can also put money in your pocket. So what Dave and I are all about is making our clients happy, putting as much money in their pocket at the end of the day, and making the process smooth and enjoyable for them. Very approachable, fellows. Uh, SaveWithJohnAndDave.com is the website. The phone number is 604 604- Two six five eight two eight zero. Lots of contact points available through the website. If you didn't get a chance to jot down that phone number, we'll give it to you again. In the meantime, one of Dave's other clients here to talk about Dave is well, Dave. Well, I, I think they should definitely um, call uh, someone in, and um, not to, just to ignore them because you hear rumors around that uh, they, you know they just sit back and wait and collect their smaller fee and all this stuff it doesn't uh, it doesn't wash with what we had he gave us good service and uh, i think if you're going to interview a few of the uh, agencies out there you should definitely include a one percent and uh, and if you save some money it's just a bonus because the the home is going to sell no matter what but uh, you can save yourself uh, a good percentage of the money Interesting comments from Dave there as well. Again, uh, John, uh, going right to the, the, the source of, of the, the cynicism, again, which is if you're paying less, well, I'm going to be getting less. And Dave says, no, they're not sitting in a corner doing nothing. They're out there with, uh, they're just in the game as active as anybody else in the marketplace. Yeah, it's funny. I, I noticed that uh, because um, from time to time I sit down with people and they let me know what other agents have said about 1% realty. And, and it, it sounds like someone told uh, Dave that, uh, we might just sit around waiting to collect our smaller paycheck. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that sound like a good idea to you, Dave? Should we maybe change the way we work? <laughs> but it's good to know Dave's happy. Uh, well, it, it absolutely is good. And, and we've got time for one more. So that before we wrap up our, our client corner here on the program, let's check in with Tom. I've been told by regular realtors that the 1% realty would not give me as good a service because in in general, they'd have these guys are doing a second job. They only do one percent realty on the side, which is which was completely untrue. I had no problem getting hold of John whenever I needed him, and he kept in contact at all times. So it was actually a good experience. Well, that was interesting, and you were just moments ago talking about what some people say about one percent realty, and now we know more about what other people say about one percent realty. Very little of which, as it turns out, is true, John. Well, yeah, you know, I, I've heard a lot of this stuff before, so it of doesn't course. really surprise me. Um, and that I think is one of the reasons why Dave and I really go whole hog when it comes to marketing. We want to show people that we are not just sitting around waiting to collect a paycheck. Right. We are experienced agents who work. Uh, you know, open houses, all the things Dave was talking about. So. It's great to hear some of these things exposed. I think there are a lot of myths that are maybe perpetrated by people out there to maybe suggest that Dave and I or people at 1% Realty won't do a good job or won't work or we're not in it full time or all these things. So it's really nice to actually hear these things come out in the testimonials. Uh, you're not hearing it from a salesman like Dave and I. You're hearing it from people we've worked with. And sure. So it's really nice. Tom, I want to say thanks for that call. It was great working with you and Grace, and I'm looking forward to doing that again. All right. Only uh, a couple of minutes left here, David. And uh, you are usually more than John have open houses happening on the weekends. And I know uh, John's taking the weekend off from the open house 
seen, but you, you're active. Where are you going to be this weekend? Uh, sure. Uh, we actually have an open house on right now uh, in Mission 32390 Beaver Drive. Uh, and uh, that's um, it's on this afternoon. Come on out. It's a four-bedroom, two-bath, great lot, a beautiful view out to the valley. Uh, listed at 598 tomorrow, we have an open house, 2104 Carmen Place in Port Coquitlam. Uh, this is an original owner, lovingly maintained, um, great area, Mary Hill, cul-de-sac, you name it. It's fantastic. Open house one to three tomorrow. All right. Excellent stuff. Uh, save with John and Dave.com. All of the contact information. You can, uh, you can book an interview. You can arrange for an, uh, an, an appraisal, all sorts of activities through a terrific website. Save with John and Dave.com or give them a call. 604-265-8280. John Carlson and David Mater. Great to see you. You have to have it back in the saddle for 2018. We'll catch up to you again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Sterling. Thank you, Sterling. We're back after this. Welcome back. And once again, our thanks to John Carlson and David Mader for another informative visit. The pros from 1% Realty will be back with us in a couple of weeks. Next week, more on housing issues with mortgage broker Angela Calla. It's time now for the Steel Report. And today, Linda talks about a lower mainland driving school closure. I'm Linda Steele, and this is your Steel Report. Dozens of young drivers are scrambling after a lower mainland driving school suddenly closed its business at the end of December. Coquitlam-based Best Way Driver Training was fully accredited. And according to ICBC, was in very good standing for three decades when its license expired on December 31st. So far, ICBC has reached out to over 100 students who've been affected by the closure and say it will honor all road test bookings made through the now-folded company. Adam Grossman with ICBC says they'll waive the fees for drivers that weren't able to cancel or reschedule their road tests. If they were unable to uh, make that road test anymore, we've waived that cancellation fee for customers. But for those students and families that paid Best Way up front for services they never received, there's a chance that even through ICBC's insurance bond program, they may not be 100% reimbursed. This bond is in place to protect customers. Our hope is that no one will be out of pocket, but until we've seen the number of students and the money owed, by Best Way. It's impossible for us to say at this time. ICBC is advising complainants to contact their banks and credit card companies first to see if the charges can be reversed before trying to recover money through litigation or from the bond fund. I'm Linda Steele, and that's your Steele Report. Thank you, Linda. The Linda Steele Show, weekdays 2 to 6 on 980 CKNW. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before we have to go. And once again, Vancouver has made the top 10 list of the world's most reputable cities. This from the Reputation Institute's City Rep Track Annual Survey. Vancouver is in fifth spot this year, up from ninth last year, making us the most reputable city in Canada. Toronto tumbled from fourth to tenth. Montreal is 14th. Sydney, Australia is number one followed by Copenhagen, Denmark, Vienna, Austria, and Stockholm, Sweden is in fourth. So what are the benefits to being one of the world's most reputable cities? The Institute says we attract more visitors and are more likely to attract business investment and skilled, talented workers. Vancouver was number four in the world two years ago as well. This annual city rep track survey ranks the world's 55 most reputable cities based on levels of trust, esteem, admiration, and respect. Under the new NDP government, B.C. people have already had our Medicare premiums cut in half, had rolled tolls at least 
temporarily canceled, and now we might all be looking at a rate freeze on our hydro bills, as was promised a couple of months ago. Yesterday was the deadline for the B.C. Utilities Commission to gather data from B.C. Hydro to decide on whether to freeze rates, as the government promised, or to grant Hydro the 3% increase they requested. The premier wasn't as enthusiastic as his energy minister when asked about a rate freeze, saying maybe a blanket reduction isn't the best approach, but rather a targeted reduction program that benefits those most in need might be a better solution. We could have to wait up to 90 days before a decision is taken by the Utilities Commission, but next month's budget might hold some clues too. Cross your fingers. And finally today, a small relief from the people at PadMapper. These are the folks who track rental accommodation costs across Canada. And for the first time since they began this service two years ago, Vancouver is not the most expensive city in which to rent anymore. That dubious distinction now belongs to Toronto. It's only 20 bucks a month. But a one-bedroom in Toronto now goes for an average 2020 bucks a month compared to two grand even here in Vancouver. Burnaby is a new entry on PadMapper's list, and it shot to number three in the January rent report with a one-bedroom in Burnaby averaging $1,430 a month. That's a difference of almost 700 bucks a month to live in Vancouver versus Burnaby. Wow! Rounding out the top five most expensive towns in Canada are Montreal at number four and Barrie, Ontario. Unfortunately, that dynamic changes dramatically when two-bedroom accommodation is checked out. And that's where we shoot right up to the top of the list again. Toronto doesn't even appear on this one. 3200 bucks a month is the Vancouver average for a two-bedroom apartment, with Burnaby in second place at 2150 a month. Montreal, Barrie, and Kelowna round out that dubious top five. Oh, and this, a limited-time marketing promotion for Bitcoin Bucket was launched last week by KFC. Did you hear about this? They began the promotion by saying, well, sure, we don't know exactly what Bitcoins are or how they work, but that shouldn't come between you and some finger-licking good chicken on its Canadian Facebook page that featured a live tracker of the virtual currency's value superimposed on a bucket of chicken. The fast-food retailer offered to to accept bitcoins as payment for a $20 meal in a bucket last week, only for a limited time, and sold out in a flash. Some commenters quickly pointed out fees associated with bitcoin transactions could actually double the price of the meal, saying the cost of the bucket would come out to about 40 bucks because of that $20 transaction fee. So for roughly $20, you could order a bucket of 10 chicken tenders, waffle fries, a side dish of gravy, and two dips. There's a link to a digital ordering hub that allowed users to make a payment using Bitcoin payment service provider BitPay. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.